0: Likutei Sicha'is, Chelik Yudzai, Volume 17, the Sicha for Pirke Avos, Rabbi Hananyu Ben Akasha. For the sixth Shabbosim between Pesach and Shvuas, we read on each Shabbos another chapter from the six chapters of Pirke Avot. And this is in order to prepare ourselves properly for Matan Torah, for the receiving of the Torah. Each week prior to to reciting the chapter of Pirkei Avot, we recite a Mishnah, kol Yisrael chelik which says that every single Jew has a share in the world to come. And then when we complete the Perik, proceeding that reading of the chapter, we recite another Mishnah, Rabbi Hananya ben Akasha Omer, which we will expound on. So we're going to learn the meaning of this Mishnah, how it connects to Pirkei Avot, why it's connected and it becomes inherently part of to recital of Pekai and also we'll get a much deeper and better perspective of the purpose of Torah and mitzvahs so let's look into this let's read this Mishnah this Taneik saying Rabbi Hanani ben Omer Rabbi Hanani Ben says Ratz HaKadosh Baruch Hu Lezakas Yisrael Hashem the Almighty blessed be He wanted to make the children of Israel have many merits. He wanted to give them merit, and therefore, lefiach. Therefore, here, Torah He gave them an abundance of Torah and mitzvot. Shenemar, as it says in the verse, Hashem sitko. Hashem desired for the sake of His righteousness, yagdil Torah v'yadir. So He made Torah great and he glorified it. That's what the Mishnah says, and that's the proof, the backing that it brings up, as the Mishnah typically does, from a verse in the written Torah, in Torah Sheviksav. Now, although this Mishnah, its true place, in other words, its origin is in the tractate of Makos, yet the prevailing custom, in fact, perhaps everybody has this custom, That we all recite it right as we complete the chapter of Pirkei Avot each and every time we recite Pirkei Avot throughout these six weeks so this seems to imply this seems to give the notion that this has an inherent connection to Pirkei Avot or at least became connected to Pirkei Avot and to the extent that we find that all the commentaries for almost all the commentaries that is on the Pirkei Avot also explain this chapter as part of their ongoing commentary of Pirkei Avot. So the question is what really is the connection? Especially considering that also prior to Pirkeavot, we also recite a Mishnah, a Mishnah which is also not inherently from Pirkei Avot, rather it comes from the Tractate of Sanhedrin and that Mishnah states "Call Yisrael Yeshlem Ch'elek Every single Jew has a share in the world to come. Shenemar, as it says in the verse, and your people, Kulam tzaddikim, they are all righteous, they're all meretricious. All of them will certainly forever inherit the land, meaning inherit Olam They are the branch of my planting, Hashem says, and they are the work of my hands, for my glorification. Now, although it's a, again, although it's a Mishnah from Tractate Sanhedrin, still it becomes part and parcel of the recital of Pirkei And we can actually see that there is an inherent theme, a very common theme between these two Mishnahs, the one we say before Pirkei the one we recite post Pirkei And that is that both of them speak about the greatness, speak about, um, they, they highlight the importance of Am Yisrael of the Jewish people so we need to understand if you think about it what is Pirkei Avot in other words what is really Pirkei Avot the bulk of it what does it talk about it talks about it discusses all kinds of morals refined conduct what I would call interpersonal behavior and also it goes into Mile de Chasidusa, which means matters that are beyond the letter of the law, matters that are, you know, for extra refinement of one's self. And the question is, how does this specifically bring out, how does this specifically underscore, highlight the importance, the greatness of the Jewish people specifically? So in order to understand this, in order to get an appreciation of this, we'll first look at one of the primary commentaries on this Mishnah, this Mishnah of Rabbi Hanani and and through understanding this, we'll get a better appreciation. The Rambam, Maimonides, explains that what does it mean that Hashem gave them a abundance, an abundance of mitzvot? What is the purpose in abundance of mitzvot? How does that in any way glorify things? How does that in any way add to the merit, so to speak, of the Jewish people? says the Rambam, because really every single person in order to come to Olam Haba, in order to merit, to receive a portion of the world to come, must observe at least one mitzvah, must connect through at least one mitzvah that they do in its entirety, with its fullest kavanah, with its fullest intent, and without any fault. Now in order for that to happen, there has to be many mitzvot, says the Rambam specifically because there are so many mitzvot, there are so many varying types of mitzvot, therefore it's more likely, or perhaps you can say even more highly likely, that every single person should at least be able to sometime in his life have performed one mitzvah and one mitzvah properly and its entirety. And that's why Hashem gave us so many mitzvot according to the way the Ramam explains. But the question is, if that's the case, we need to have a little clarification because the the wording, the expression that Rabbi bin Akasha uses is not that Hashem wanted to reward the Jewish people. At the end of the day, Olam Haba is a reward, but rather he uses the term le which means to give them merit. He should have said Ratzak baruchu, to give them reward, and therefore, in order to make it possible. In order to make it more practically available to them that's why he gave them so many the mitzvot so we need to understand that according to the rambam's explanation and also another question more fundamental question it would seem according to where the ramam explains that this whole increase in abundance of torah mitzvot is not inherently for the purpose of the torah mitzvot itself in other words it doesn't enhance the actual quality the the inherent quality of the Torah mitzvot. Rather, it's just that it becomes a means, it becomes like, so to speak, a vehicle, a tool through which the Jew can become enhanced. So it seems like it's kind of like degrading the Torah mitzvot, it's kind of pulling it down. Another few things that need to be understood in this, you see some things that seem to look or appear as discrepancies, which will be later explained. What does Rabbi Hanania say? Abhi says that Hashem desired lezakot et bnei Yisrael, to, to increase merit for the Jewish people. And he brings for this the verse. But if you look at the verse, what does it say? Hashem chafetz leman sitko, that Hashem had a desire to increase His righteousness. Not the, the righteousness of the Jewish people, but His righteousness. So there seems to be a discrepancy. Number two, in the verse it says, yagdil torah, that this makes the Torah great and glorified. Notice it doesn't mention mitzvah, but in his saying, what does it say? That Hashem gave an abundance of Torah and mitzvos. So he's using this verse as a reference, as a point of reference. But yet he says Torah mitzvahs. Number three. This is a little, little more, of a, a little more refined. Uh, so to speak a nuance, but still it means a lot and it plays a big role where if you look in the Expression that Rabbi Hanani Ben Akasha uses what does he say? God wanted to uh, Bring merit to the Jewish people and therefore he increased. He uses the expression the expressive term of wanted versus the verse If you look in the verse, what does it say? Hashem chafetz chafetz means desired Now, it may not sound like a a big difference, but it is. There's a difference between desire and want, as we'll see later in the Sikha. And then, when you look at the saying again, what he said, he said, Hashem, hereba, Hashem made greater abundance. Abundance is what? In quantity. He made more, literally more Torah, more details in Torah, and more mitzvot, a plentiful uh, amount of mitzvot. But if you look in the verse, what does the reverse verse say? The verse says, del Torah, o laha, ya, v'yadir. V'yadir means to glorify. That's really a concept of, of quality. That's, that's something that's an essential qualitative type of greatness. It's not something that you can quantify. It's something you can count in number. And the question then again is, what is the difference, the discrepancy? Here it comes out that he makes an emphasis on the quantity, the amount of Torah mitzvot that there are, and here it seems to be in the verse itself an emphasis on the quality. So the Rebbe explains to understand all this when we say that Hashem made many Torah mitzvot, that he made a plentiful amount, an abundance, we don't necessarily mean with this the number 613 per se. You see, because really there is no point of reference. To have any kind of uh, determination or an idea as to how many mitzvahs there quote should be, in other words, any amount of mitzvahs we have, we can always ask why not less, why not more, right? So that is not what he means by here, Balahem Torah and mitzvahs that he made a abundance of Torah and mitzvahs because we really don't know how many mitzvahs you know quote unquote there should be. Rather, it it's referring to the mere fact that there are many mitzvot. In other words, that there are more than one mitzvah, and there's more than one concept in the Torah, that in itself already is an abundance, and that is in itself what leads to fulfillment of the quality and the purpose of the Torah. Again, the fact that there is more than one mitzvah, the fact that there's more than one concept, so to speak, in the Torah, in other words, the fact that there is a multitude, The fact that there is more than one idea, more than one point, that in itself is the um, abundance. That in itself is the abundance in the quantity which brings to the greatness, so to speak, abundance in the quality. And that's what the Rambam means. When the Rambam says that because there is an abundance, that way we are assured there is a certainty. In other words, Hashem made it possible that every single Jew should be able to fulfill at least one mitzvah in its entirety and its proper manner and its proper form. That is the whole idea, the whole purpose of the Torah mitzvah. The whole Torah, the purpose of the Torah mitzvahs is the person connects to Hashem, that the person implements the Torah mitzvahs. And, therefore, and that's why the Torah was given, and therefore by having an abundance and there, thus assuring that a person would be able to for sure fulfill, it, to implement this purpose and fulfill his purpose of doing at least one mitzvah properly, 100%, this adds to the quality of the whole entire idea of Torah mitzvahs. To explain this a little better, let's take a little deeper look at Torah and mitzvot. because if you think about it, look at Torah, for example, and look at Mitzvot, you see so many opposites, so many differences, the, there seems to be a great multitude of different factors, of different points, of different ideas. Let's take mitzvahs for example, without getting into too much detail, but you have already a breakdown between the two types of Mitzvot, right? The two types of Mitzvot? you have the positive Commandments, you have the negative Commandments. So already you have two different types of Mitzvot. And then you have, in the Mitzvot itself, you have the three groups, Eidus, Chukm, mishpatin you have the mishpatin those Mitzvahs that are justified by one's mind, the Mitzvahs that are very typically understood, Then you have the testimonials, like the various festivals, the various things we do to commemorate things. And then you have the chukim, which are uh, literally translated as statutes, statutes, which are things that even the mind, the human mind cannot wrap itself around, the human mind cannot understand. So you already see that in mitzvot, you have all kinds of varying groups and varying uh, categories. There is no unity. There seems to be a multitude of different things in mitzvot. Now take the Torah itself as we find quite often. In the Torah itself, every single detail in the Torah, every single point in the Torah could be understood in so many different ways, to the extent that even the sages tell us that there is 60 ribui, shishim ribui, which means 600,000 ways to explain each idea in the Torah, each point in the Torah, and each one of them is correct. So the question is, the Torah is one Torah from one Hashem, comes from one God, and it comes from one people the Am echad the jewish people and if that's the case how is it possible that there should be such a great plur- plurality in torah and mitzvahs it doesn't make sense if anything it should be that there should be a oneness we should you should feel see and recognize the oneness in torah and mitzvahs and The opposite is the truth. There's so much plurality in everything that's in Torah Mitzvahs. Any verse, any mitzvah, there's so many details, there's so many opposites, there's so many things, so many moving parts. And the question is, why? How could it be? How is that consistent with the fact that the Torah is one Torah from one Hashem? And the answer is that since the whole purpose, the whole objective of Torah Mitzvahs is to, quote make a dwelling place for him down here below. Now, the tachton, the lower part, meaning the world down here, is divided into so many different parts, and so many different things, and so many different aspects, and so many different concepts. This plurality. And therefore, since Hashem wanted, as we say, Lizakos es Yisrael, what does Lizakos mean? It doesn't mean just to give them merit so they can score some points, so they can get some reward. But rather, lizakos comes from the word zichuch, which means to purify, to refine. Since Hashem wanted to refine the Jew, and that through that, to refine the world, what does it mean that Hashem should be able to dwell down here? That he should be, quote, comfortable here. In order for him to be comfortable here, the, the, the here, meaning the down here, the world, has to become refined, has to be purified. Think about it. You want a king to dwell in your house, you clean the place out, you make sure that it's befitting the presence of such a great and en- personality, of such a great entity. So, Hashem wanted to refine the Jew, and through that, refine the world, that every spot, every point that's connected to the person should become refined, And therefore there is a plentitude, there is is, there's there's such a such a multitude, I mean, such 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 a an abundance of mitzvahs and Torah, in order that every single detail of the person and of the world has some connection, something that can connect specifically to that. Mitzvah or a detail in a mitzvah a concept or an idea in the Torah that can connect specifically to that aspect of things to that particular point to that particular aspect of the person in order to refine it and this does not negate the oneness of Hashem On the contrary since the whole purpose is to do what to make a dwelling place for him meaning that he Hashem in the world that he created down here with so many different parts, with so many different details. He should find a dwelling place in each and every aspect of of creation, and specifically the person, the Jew, therefore, specifically through refining every aspect of the person or potential, there being a potential that every single detail of the person, and the world that's connected to the person should be able to be refined, should be able to be elevated, should be able to become a dear aloyizbare, a quote, dwelling place for Hashem, that brings to the ultimate unity, to the ultimate oneness with Hashem. And now we can understand those questions that we we can answer the questions, those seeming discrepancies in the verbiage, in the expression between the mission, the way it expresses, and the verse. You see. In the verse it said that Hashem desires for his own righteousness, Laman sitko. And in the Mishnah, Rabbi Hanani B'Kashner said, what? That he desired, that, that, that Hashem wanted for the sake of the Jews. He wanted to make the Jews refined. He wanted to elevate the Jews. That's all consistent, it's true. In order for Hashem, so to speak, to get his desire of what? Of having his righteousness, which is what? His desire met. Of having a in him, The Jew needs to be refined so by refining the Jew by Hashem making an abundance for the sake of the Jew He's really making it for a sake of himself The next question was also regarding rotzain versus Chafetz desire versus want if you think about it What is really the true meaning of the word desire? Desire something is a very inner thing. Desire really, as explained the this, comes from the highest point of the soul. In fact, the highest point of the soul is, is in general is one's will. Uh, but more specifically the highest point, the pinnacle of it is desire. Desire is synonymous with pleasure. I means it's just something that you want something that is as if you have an inner desire that will bring you happiness will bring you pleasure. It's really all and mostly about you what you feel, what you enjoy, so to speak, versus the word Rat sign want. Want already indicates a connection to something outside of yourself. You want something. You want the thing that's there. There has to be, so to speak, an, an entity outside of yourself, separate from you, that you now want. So this is the difference in nuance. In the verse where we're talking about the inner desire of Hashem, so to speak, before it manifests itself into the world, before it develops and evolves into becoming a whole world and the Torah and the mitzvahs with all their detail, that's where the verse uses the term chafetz, desire, because it's about Him, it's about Hashem. But once we're referring to the Jews and in the abundance of Torah and mitzvahs, and that is, as we explained, taking into consideration and making it, so to speak, compatible and available for all the varying details of the world, something, so to speak, outside of Hashem, that's where we use the term Ratzon. And then once again, the difference between the verse that only quotes Torah versus the Mishnah Rebchani B'akashi that says Torah and Mitzvot, you see, because once again, in the essence of Hashem, meaning in the core of things, it's all about Torah. It starts off with Torah. Later, as it manifests itself, later as it develops, so to speak, as it evolves, as it comes down here, it develops into all the details in the Torah, including all the varying mitzvahs and all the varying details in the mitzvahs. So then once again, you see how it starts in the core, what Hashem's desire was, and how it develops, how it evolves, and it becomes possible for it to happen and come back up to Hashem and be elevated. In order for the torah so to speak to become even greater even more elevated that's why hashem sends it down here and it goes into all this process of becoming all these details it goes so to speak from the written law which is really a synopsis it's really i'm sorry it's really a like just a a core just a a a seminal point of everything and later gets broadened and gets developed And evolves into so many details and aspects and thoughts in the Torah Shabbal Pei, in the oral law, and through that, the Torah itself up there gets enhanced. And this is reflected also in the difference of the expression. In the Torah Shabbiksav, in the written Torah, which is the core, right, over there you see it says Chafetz, desire. It says Tzitko, His righteousness because it's about him over there, it's the core of things, and it only mentions Torah. But once it manifests itself as it's being described in the words of Bahnani Ibn Akasha, how it develops and how it evolves and comes down here over there, meaning how it expounds over here. Already the Torah, the the, the expression is Ratzah, he wanted, as we explained and it doesn't talk about sitko but rather lezakos as yisrael it refers to the refinement of the jewish person of the jewish people and then again it goes into detail not just torah but torah and mitzvahs and now we'll get a better appreciation of this core connection between this uh the Pirkei Avos and this mishnah Rachelani bin akasha See, because really the question could be asked, in general, why Pirkei Avos? What is this Pirkei Avos all about? Pirkei Avos is obviously a part of the Torah. It's a part of the Talmud. But what is it for? What is it there for? If you look at most of the Pirkei Avos, what does it talk about? Like I mentioned in the introduction, all this interpersonal behavioral uh, good deeds, good morals, and so on, refined ways of behaving. But if you think about it, Is the Torah the only source for this? In fact, there are so many books, there's so much literature written about this by tremendously great scholars and thinkers who were able to bring out truly what good morals are, what good ethics are, what good, you know, decorum is, what good behavior is, and how one should be refined. In other words, does Torah really hold the patent, the exclusivity on this? There are other people also in the world, non-Jews, who also came up with tremendously good ideas of how to behave and how to live a purposeful and meaningful life without hurting somebody else, without, you know, being a pest to society, with, you know, being a good citizen. Torah is the only one that that has the the rules, so to speak, has the idea of how to be a good citizen. There are so many others that did, so many societies that had very, very good ways of living life and of... You know expressing good manner and good behavior why is it that we need your careful that is precisely the purpose which we mentioned before because since the reason of the torah the reason of the torah is how it manifests itself down here into torah and mitzvahs and becomes the tools through which one can refine the world for what purpose for what end to make a dwelling place for hashem down here in this world therefore it has to encompass it has to so to speak conquer every single point every single aspect of the world in other words not just remain exclusive to the quote holy things but even typical things like behaviors of how one behaves another person not that it should merely be on the level of not to be so to speak a a a nuisance to society but rather to become meritorious by the Torah talking about it, making making it a value of the Torah, making it something which is a refinement that comes through Torah. Now it's not just merely behaving so you don't get into trouble. Now it's not just merely behaving in a certain manner so you don't bother another person, so you don't hurt your neighbors, so you don't disrupt society but rather this becomes another means of refining the world, of elevating the world. The person himself becomes refined, and the person himself becomes holy by behaving in these, th- in, these, in these ways, and through that makes the world refined, makes the world holy, brings the world closer to Hashem, and thus makes the world one with Hashem, which is the ultimate point.